Alright, welcome to episode 5 of the podcast This is the Divisive Podcast and I am your host My next guest is an author of two books available on Amazon right now One is entitled Painful Purpose The other one is From Pain to Power He's a father, minister, brother uh, He's a friend, he's a dope dude man You can, you can book him, you can check his website out at uh, cgmcleanjr.com that is www.cgmcleanjr.com. So, this is uh, CG McLean, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, brother? What's going on with you, bro? What's going on? Man? How's everything, man? Everything good? You got a lot going on, <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> everything, is, everything is coming together quite fine. Can't complain at all, man. That's what's up, man. So... This is the Vice of Podcast where we talk about some controversial issues and, and it may not be controversial between me and you, but yes, it may be controversial to the world, um, especially what we believe, man. What we believe is starting to be attacked and uh, it's almost like we're becoming the bad guys. Yes, sir. As good as we try to be. So um, now I wanted to talk to you, man, because you got you got a lot of stuff going on, man. You got the website, you got a mixtape coming out. You got two books that are already published on Amazon. Yep. You're working on a, a third journal. This is um, a, two more coming. It's two a, more. Uh, see, yes, a, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, uh, the man stay busy, man. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So what we got? What we got coming? Um, the next book coming out is Level Up. That actually should be hitting the websites within the next week or two. Oh wow! Wow. Um, then. The devotional that is coupled with that book is already um, available as a Kindle okay. um, on Amazon.com, uh, but it should become available in the book format as well within about a week. Within about a week. And All right, cool. The main book, again, is Level Up, and that devotional to be uh, coupled with it is called Better Not Bitter. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So we got to talk about it, man, because... Uh, when I saw you last, you were not an author, bro. <laughs> I used to work with this guy at a debt collection company, man, in, in uh, Newport News called PRA. And uh, that was a different place, man. <laughs> Yo, that was a different place, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I met some really cool cats, man. And um, I ended up meeting your brother there. He's super dope, too. Um, but at that point in time, did you have aspirations of becoming a writer? As well, I was always a writer. Like yeah. that's just a gift that I always had. But yeah. as far as writing books, not really. Yeah, not really. I'm spoken word poetry. Okay, that was more yeah. of my. Yeah, that was more of my skill set. That makes sense, man. So, from pain to purpose, man, and we we got a lot of stuff going on as far as uh, just in our lives, especially right now. That a lot of people are hurting and they can't find the purpose and and what they're going through. Um, what would you speak to that, or or how would you, if you if you're talking to me and I'm having an issue with just my personal life and I'm yes, leaning sir. on God and and I may be in a position to where now I'm leaning more towards atheism because of the things that I've experienced. Yes, sir. Like, what would you, like, how would you, you know, come at that? That's a dope question. <laughs> That's really dope. Um, 
as a minister in the church and somebody that just has a strong relationship with God, one of the things that I've always done, um, I just always had an innate ability to, when I had problems, that's when I ran to God. So just personally, I always played like a hide and go seek game with God where there was times when if everything was cool, I did my own thing. But it wasn't until I got hit with problems that I ran to God. Yeah, now, yeah. everybody's not like that. Some people come to God, and when they do come to God, they feel like everything is supposed to be perfect. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not supposed to have problems. They're not supposed to have pain and situations. Um, and that's to the fault of the church. Yeah, because that's just super unrealistic, man. It's very unrealistic. Yeah. And when when you see people in the church, a lot of people have a mask on. Yeah, where they they mask their situations, they're masking their problems. Yeah, yep. and to new converts, new believers, are even people who I hate to say in right church people call them babes in Christ. Oh, like, the babes! I really don't know what that is. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I guess when you're born again, you're a new baby. But I mean, I kind of understand that because you do have to take. You can't give somebody who's brand new in the church. You can't um, give them too much. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Because uh, they can't digest that. Yeah. Meat. Right, yeah like, oh, they got it. Yeah. It's too much meat. Yeah. So when it comes to the babes in Christ or whatever, um, the one thing that I uh, try to let them know is we're going to have problems. Regardless. Yeah. Regardless. That's yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and while life may not seem perfect with God in your life, it's worth it. Um, and that that sounds very elementary, but I'm more of a foundational person, right? Yeah, definitely. Let's man. Build a strong foundation. Lay them bricks down first, so you can actually have somewhere <laughs> right. to stand. You yeah, know what I mean? Right? Because if yeah. if not, then what are you really rooted in? Exactly. So my thing would be to share your problems and, and share your troubles, even if it's sin that you struggle with. Right? Exactly. I feel like one hundred percent. I feel like if you share it, and people get on me because they you don't have to share everything. No, I know I don't have to, yeah. but I know that I'm not the only person yeah. that's going through something. Exactly. And I find exactly. that's where I find my strength from going through divorce. I shared everything. Right. Yeah. And within sharing it, I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't yeah. want to read the Bible. But when I shared what I was going through, there was other people that had relationship problems yeah. and they would come to me and I'm like, yeah. I'm going through divorce and you're now coming to me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was because I shared what I was going through. Exactly. Yeah. So then they would ask for prayer. And the way that I found strength, honestly, I'm praying for them and they'll come to me and say, Hey, thanks for praying for me. All my marriage problems are fixed. <laughs> I'm like, that's good for you, but, uh, <laughs> boy, what about me? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, I felt that too, man. And it's like, so when I went through my divorce, man, that was, um, that hurt me a lot mentally because uh, I was always so used, like you said, you're so used to wearing a mask, man. Everybody, every whenever anybody saw me, they would be like, "Man, you and uh, your ex wife, this it's such a perfect couple. Like you guys are <laughs> perfect together. Y'all look good together." And it's, oh my gosh, y'all are relationship goals. And I'm like, man, y'all don't know that <laughs> half. <laughs> and it's like I spent I spent so much time just. Uh, smiling and waving and I felt like I was just being you know political to the fact 
that I couldn't really be myself. And when I finally decided that, you know, the marriage was just not for me, it was not for us together as a whole. Right. And I felt the, the conversation I got from the people from the church was telling me, Hey, look, you're abandoning God. You're abandoning your family. You're abandoning all this other stuff. And I'm like, man, like if you knew exactly, <laughs> if you knew, yeah. So, I mean, the pain of divorce actually helped kind of birth a new belief in God for me, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because, okay. Nobody gets married looking to get divorced. Exactly. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I, I want to say it was probably about like two months before we separated, they approached the church approached me um, to start a young adult marriage ministry. Oh man, because you know it was you're just y'all are just so, so amazing yeah. together, <laughs> and I'm like, mm, man, yeah. If you knew, right? Yeah. But like you said, it's just something where the different rules the what religion would tell you is acceptable from exactly. God and yeah. things of that yeah. nature. It would have you put on a mask. If you're not strong enough to say, you know what? I don't, this isn't me. I don't feel yeah. comfortable hiding behind a facade. I, the worst thing on Facebook is memories, right? So then you get some memories coming up and it's like, I remember that post. I, re- <laughs> I remember when we was in New York, man, we looked real happy. And it's like, yeah, yeah no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got to the point for me, man, like towards the end of, end of that marriage, I didn't even want to take a picture with her because I knew as soon as I took a picture, it's going to be posted right to Facebook, posted right to Instagram. And we were going to get, you know, however many likes we were going to get. Right. Like that. Yeah. It validated. Exactly. Marriage. Yeah. Look, we have 150 <laughs> likes. Thank you. Exactly. And we do not like each other. <laughs> Yo, I remember, man, we're going, literally going to, and this is no shade to the ex-wife at all, man. This is just... Like I said, in the first couple episodes, I talked about me wearing a mask. And when I met her, I wore a mask when I met her. Mm. When I was married to her, I wore a mask when I was married to her. You had to. Yeah. And it's like, when I really started to become myself, she didn't like who I was. And that's because she was so used to me putting on a facade. So, and not to say that I was being fake. It's just, I was just, I was taught that as a man, you have to kind of wear a mask and you have to be a certain way. You have to do things a certain way because society depends on you. You're going to be the role model. Yeah, go ahead. Right. So, so just like you said, there's as a man, you have an image, right? Yeah. Now put a man of God in it. Yeah. What type of image as oh a man gosh. of God do you have to uphold? Boy. People tell me all the time, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. You can't. Boy. What? Who come up with these rules? <laughs> exactly, man. Like, yeah, exactly. The guy I speak to didn't say that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I. But, yeah, we get burdened, man. It's it's more societal pressures, it's more cultural pressures. And it's like when you, when you finally decide to become who you are. And I tell a lot of people, man, I didn't know who I was until I was about 29. Mm-hmm. I'm 34 now. That means I've only really lived my life for five years experiencing who I am. You know what I mean? I'm living out my truth. And it's like. I love myself to the point now where I don't accept certain things and I don't have to be a certain person in order to uh, get certain things. So like, say, for example, if I'm going out for a job interview back in the day, man, I used to have to make sure my hair was cut low. Listen. I had to make sure that I had the best. I had the power tie on with the power vest yeah. with the white shirt underneath. I had to use my white voice. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, Thank you. Exactly. Listen, listen. And it's just is. 
even then, man, now I'm like, I'm going to go to the interview with whatever I got on right now. My work speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. If you know who I am, you know my work ethic, you would be stupid not to hire me. This is my resume. Exactly. This is what I can offer you. <laughs> that, there my you go. clothes, my yeah. voice, that, yeah. that means absolutely nothing to my work ethic. Exactly. And I think that deals with a lot of pain that people do feel because everywhere, everybody is going through something. Exactly. Um, yeah. Me and me and the kids just went to the studio. Just I saw you posted on Instagram. Yeah. It was, listen, that was dope, bro. Listen, <laughs> it just came to me, and my children delivered. They're so yeah. beautiful. But um, within that, the song was about depression, so I played it for my mom and dad earlier today, and they they stopped and said, "You know what? Everybody has some level of issues that they're dealing with." Yeah, and that's the thing. It, the 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 trick of the enemy and the trick of the world it would lead us to believe that we're the only ones that's going through it. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that we put on a mask to try to hide what we're going through only suppresses it. Yeah. And then it ends up hurting us more. Yeah. And painful purpose. And what I would tell anybody else is, you win when you show your pain. Exactly. You, you know, I hundred percent agree with that. You play sports; they tell you, "Oh, you better not let see nobody hurt. Don't let yeah. them see you hurt. Don't let them see you cry. Don't let them see you." Da, da, da. That's just not life. Exactly. It's not life, and and the uniqueness is when you show people you're hurt. There's some people that take advantage of it. Yeah. But when you come to grips of who you are, that's really self love. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you you. At the age of 29, you start to come into your own and you didn't care anymore. When you take off that mask, yeah, that's when you really start to love yourself. And the God I serve, he said that there's nothing that can separate us from his love. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the pain. That's the sin. That's our mistakes, our downfalls, the, yeah. the way that other people may hurt us and treat us, how we feel, all of that. Yeah, nothing can separate us from his love. So, why am I masking it? He can't. Yeah. Uh, Mike Todd always says this. Right, this is dude I listen to, passed out Oklahoma. He says God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can only bless who you <laughs> truly are. Come on, man. And that's crazy. That's what I thought about. That's crazy. I heard your, um, episode about transform, um, being transparent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's power. That's yeah. the the true power is transparency, right? Because not to keep throwing out Bible verses. Yeah, no, that's just me, right? So, bro, he this says, is a safe space, bro. Yeah. If he says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness, why are we faking like we strong? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that was always my thing, man. Because growing up, man, I always knew I was kind of a smaller kid. But um, my thing was whatever my weakness was, I wanted it to be exposed. Because once my weakness is exposed, then that's pretty much all you got on me, and I can work on my weakness. Exactly. I can work on my weakness. And uh, something that somebody, I, had, I can't remember the name of the guy I used to listen to back in the day, man. Um, it was a dope album. But on the album, he literally said, he says, uh, you can't hold against me what I don't keep a secret. Come on. So if I keep something a secret and you find out about it, you got leverage. But if I'm transparent and I keep I keep everything out in the open and I, I, sh- I put my sins out there in the open. 
don't have nothing. You can't. Me. You can't. None, yeah. You. You can't. You got nothing on. You me. can't expose me. Exactly. Expose <laughs> exactly. Mean? That's the thing, and it's like so many people, man. We're so scared to lose what we think is valuable. And in order for us to keep what we try to maintain so much, we have to put that mask on because as soon as somebody figures out who the real one is, who the real us is, we're going to lose it all. I heard a comedian, right? Um, I heard a comedian. He was a Facebook comedian. He said, "Um, I wish that he said the guy that I really want to be is the guy on the first date. Mm. Because as a man, you go on the first date with a lady, you're putting on your Best yeah, front. He, yeah. he, he talked about how the man on the first date read books, has a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> has goals and aspirations. Yeah. He said, but man, that second date, all we're doing is walking around at Sampa Island and Costco's. <laughs> and I'm like, that was hilarious. But it's, <laughs> that's funny because that it's is. true. It's true. Because when you put on that, that front for that first date, like you said, they did. The mask has to stay on at that it's point stay because you're gonna yeah. figure me out. But if I take my mask off, yeah, even if I look as ugly as Kane, the rest yeah. of it, it don't matter. Yeah. Like now you know who I am. You either accept me, yeah, or you don't. And I think I think that's what a lot of these relationship problems come in at yeah. because I mean we're we're being what we think our spouse or our significant other wants us to be instead of actually just being, being ourselves. ourselves. And if they accept us for ourselves and we accept them for themselves, we can come together as we are yeah, and be unified. But it's when we start to bring these representatives to the table and we got, hey, my representative is speaking today because I feel good. And as soon as I'm pissed off, now you get the real. Now me. you get the real. Me. <laughs> now you get. Look, I've been waiting to tell you. Exactly. This Yo, exactly, bro. Exactly. But, man, it's it's a it's a blessing, bro, because it's like so. Dude, I've been church my whole life, in the church my whole life, and when I finally kind of walked away from the church, not walked away from my faith, but walked away from the church, mm-hmm. and literally just had to walk out my faith in real life. Yeah, man, my my knowledge of the Bible, my knowledge of God's love, the understanding that I have now of certain things in the Word, bro, like certain things that I went through back in the day that. I couldn't really explain. It makes sense to me now. Right, right. And it's, it's so crazy because it's like when I when I study the ministry of, of Yeshua, Jesus, you know, have whatever you want to call him. When I study his ministry, man, like he rarely spent a lot of his time at the temple. Not at all. And, and- <laughs> Go, bro, it's the same space, bro. Speak your peace, bro. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there was a point, right? That I like you said, you we all go through that that time where we just look. I want to know what else is out there. Yeah, and I wouldn't say I was an atheist. I wouldn't say that I walked away from God, but I wanted to be free from religion. Yeah, I wanted to be free 100%. from the traditions um, and the rules and regulations that man put and the stipulations that man put on people who say that they're a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started researching and researching some of everything, right? Yeah. And just seeking all knowledge. Um from blood sacrifices, the Illuminati, 
Some, yeah. Like everything. Certain things, like the blood sacrifices, I kind of stopped that's after still, a while. Because yeah, I just was crazy. like, It's kind of crazy. Because that's a deep rabbit hole it's, you get into, yeah, boy. And yeah. You, yeah. And I was like, okay, if I keep going, I might not come out of all this research. <laughs> so let me stop there. But yeah. you just start to see the government for what it is. You start, and then yeah. you start yeah. to understand how the government uses religion and, yeah. and not even just American government, but America did it too. Yeah, if but, you go back yeah. to the Roman church and how they use religion to try to stop people from their growth and things of that nature. And it's like, at that point, I really got to see God for who he was. Yeah. I really got deeper in my relationship with him. Even to the point, there were some things that I didn't believe in at first, like speaking, speaking in tongue. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't big on that. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah. there was one time I'm sitting there and I'm just worshiping God and I just had a real life outer body experience and I'm like, oh, so this is real, yeah, <laughs> like, bro, okay. But that's that's when I was my closest to Him. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When I was like, okay, church is what it is, but let me find out who God is. Exactly, exactly. I think that's important, man. I think because we see a lot of people, they start to live autonomously. They become robots. They live in a certain uh, pattern, and then the pattern becomes their life. So going to church becomes a pattern. Yep. Listening to the preacher becomes a pattern. And even when he's preaching the word, that to him, sometimes that becomes a pattern. A pattern. And it's like, so I, I think Jesus threw a wrench in everything because when he finally came and the Pharisees and the Sadducees were so used to being churched a certain way, and he disrupted all of that. And it's like, it's almost like what I tell my kids, man. My kids, they hate to clean up, bro. They hate if they could live dirty, man, they would live dirty. <laughs> so I, I tell them, you know, they got their own chores and everything. So when they're doing their chores, I go back behind them and I check them every single time. And I'm like, hey, did you finish your chore? And they say, yeah. I say, okay, well, did you do your best? First thing they say is no. I say, well, why not? Right. Because everything that we do, we should be giving our hundred, our hundred percent in every Most single thing that we do, everything. no matter what, no matter what it is. So it's like, are you just doing it because now this is something that you're required to do? You know, I'm gonna check you, and now it becomes a pattern for you. So it's like there's no action behind the words. There's no life behind the action. Right. They just do it. They're just doing it. And it's like when I look at it, you know the state of the world right now. Before Corona, everybody was literally just in that pattern, man. Just it's almost like you can it. press a button. And just see GTA all. <laughs> it's like Boom. it's like Grand Theft Auto in real life, bro. Like even when, even when you have like serious moments, it's like, man, somebody dies. You see on Facebook, okay, let me do my RIP and then keep scrolling. Oh my gosh, let right. me do LOL right here. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, like I gotta do the prayer hands. Yeah, do the prayer hands. Knowing they didn't pray for them at all. People terrible. Yeah, man. and it's like, man, that the disconnect is so strong now. And then Corona happens. And it forces everybody to stop. And now you really have to look at yourself. You really have to look at what's going on in the world. You really got to look at everything that's going on around you. Yes, sir. And people don't like what they see. They don't like it at all. Yeah. And now we're literally forced to wear a mask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I'm like, man, I just took my mask off. Exactly. You got to wear it everywhere, man. And uh, yeah, I think um, I think what's happening is this is a. A supernatural chef, bro. It is. Yeah. And, and it's so poetic. And it's only God. It is, bro. It's the year 2020. Um, And I know going into 2020, our pastor said the church vision was going to be 
vision. Dang, 2020 vision. vision. <laughs> we want to see God in the year 2020. And I'm like, I don't think he knows what he's, what he's asking, asking for. for. <laughs> right? like, come on, man. That I, is a true story, bro. Look, I remember a couple of years back, I studied the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And I went to a deep study of it. So then for months, I studied each one. And yeah. then I'm, it got to the patience. And I prayed, said, God, I want you to build my patience. I will never do it again. <laughs> never do it again. Because it was, it, there are certain things that you ask for that the only way you're going to get it yeah, is to you go, gotta through go through something. Yeah. And the reason I said it's so poetic with the year 2020 and asking for vision, how are you going to see God? Mm. You can't see God with going things as regular as yeah. as you normally would. Yeah. You can only see God with a, a national pandemic or, or the worldwide yeah. global, pandemic, yeah, global pandemic, right? yeah. and then you can only see God with with the uprising of the oppressed at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So you start to see these things, and it's like, ooh, for some it'll shake their faith, and for others. It, it just shows its faith. Like, yeah. you, you can't shake my faith. Exactly. Yeah. You show my faith. Yeah. And, and, and then for me, I took the vision of what, what our pastor said, our vision was, I took it seriously. I said, God, I, I really want to see you in 2020 because 2019 was trash. 2018 <laughs> was trash. 2017, I still had my mask on. So I want to yeah. see you. So yeah, yeah. it's only, it's only right that he, okay, boom, book published. Right yeah. there at the tour, tail awesome. end of 2019, awesome. but yeah. it really blew up in 2020. Yeah. Got more books coming. Oh, yeah. website. Oh, and I'm like, Ooh, all of this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go, man. I'm telling you, when that vision happens, man, and when, when, so my mom, she always told me, if it's God's will, it's his bill. He will literally make ways for things to happen. And, and I'm telling you, bro, it will happen so fast, you can't even keep up with it. I'm still in that. <laughs> I'm about to post it on Facebook when we leave. Hey, if it's his will, it's if his it's his bill. will, it's his bill, man. Because I'm broke. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things you got to really have There you go. Now. There you go, see. man. Yeah, because it's it's all for the betterment of, of of his people, man. And um, I thank God that you know one thing that I learned about this generation, and I I keep saying it, man. They know who they are. Yeah, and. We're so used to being somebody else that even when we church, man, we, we really don't see the we don't see us the way God sees us at all. Yeah. And when we start to look at other people with the eyes of God, that compassion, man, the the room for error increases. It increases. Yeah. It's, it increases. it's just it's just a lot because you you finally have uh, it's almost as if I'm telling you this, man, I, I really did not understand a love of God until I had kids mm. because the amount of mistakes that, that children make that they don't know are mistakes and you have to give them room for error. You have to give them room to grow. Uh, you have to give them room to suffer Yeah, because they have to be able to learn how to work through suffering. They have to learn, mm-hmm. learn how to work through pain and through anger and through all these different emotions, man. And for the longest time when I was growing up, I was taught that these emotions were bad. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They're, they're, you know, if you get too angry, it's of the devil. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't let Satan get to you. What? It's like, uh, I, I don't understand it, man. So going going through this with my kids, man, my twins will be 14 this year. And it's like. Oh, you're a grown man. Grown man. <laughs> my son 11 and I'm scared. 
<laughs> Bro, my twins are 14, my other son's 12, my daughter's 11, my stepson's, he'll be nine this month, and then baby girl's one. So it's so different seeing how I was when I was 19 with mm-hmm. kids and how I am now at 34 with a one-year-old. Yeah. And it's it's like, bro, she do whatever she <laughs> want to do. It's like, it, yeah, because it's like, and I, and I told Terrell this, man, it says, you know, because I know my mom, when, when she raised us, man, she raised us out of survival. Yeah. I mean, survival instincts were top notch. Um, and I don't think it was a lot of love in that. You know what I mean? And um, my mom and I were close now, but there was a, a long stretch of time, man, where we didn't even, we didn't really see each other you know, eye to eye, and we didn't talk because it was just—it was a lot of hurt there, man. Yeah. It was—it was a lot of bitterness. It was resentment. It was a lot of anger there, and the same for my father. But it, my mom, it was different because she raised us. My right. dad, you know, he—he he wasn't really there. So, um, looking at how I raised my kids at nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, and then seeing how I'm raising my daughter now at one years old. I was raising my kids on survival, man, and I had to, I had to actually pull them aside and apologize. To apologize for, them. for it, yeah, because yeah. it's like I don't know what trauma I had that I was dealing with that I put on you, imposed on them. Yeah, and it's like that healing process needs to happen now in order to break those generational curses, man. It has to, yeah, it definitely has to. Um, just speaking of God's love, right? Yeah. Um, once we truly understand how we get to experience and the privilege of experiencing God's love, it becomes easier for us to express it to other people. I know even to the point where, like you said, with my children, I know that before having my son, I had an idea of how, what type of father I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because just like you, if I'm honest, um, me and my mom, our relationship wasn't always what it is now. And yeah. the reason was because I didn't understand her love. Like you said, uh, the, when you get raised off of survival, especially the way my mom's story is amazing. Um, yeah. To the point where her older sister took her when she was young and then was a mother figure to her versus oh, wow. her mom. Yeah. Um, so my mom was raised without her other siblings, of course. Yeah. Um, and raised without a father. Mother wasn't really parent. It wasn't really there in her life. It was her sister. And my mm. aunt is one of the strongest black women I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that survival mode is how she raised my mom. Yeah. So that's how my mom raised us. Yeah, and you, see, you see how that it, that, that it, it cycle just, just keeps goes. continuing. It yeah. just continues, yeah. um, and then within that, it's just like, okay, I'm loving you, but I'm only loving you to from where I experienced. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. we have to, as a people, we have to be able to see love from God's perspective. Exactly. Because yeah. if I just see it from man's perspective, then I'm gonna have a skewed vision of it. Exactly. And then I can only give. One hundred percent that love. Yeah. But if I if I take time to see how God loved me with all my flaws, my mistakes, my sins, my shortcomings, my stubbornness, my hard head. Exactly. Yeah. When it comes to my children, it's like mm, the hardest thing for me sometimes. And I, I'm trying to get better at it is correcting the me 
out of them. <laughs> you see like, yourself see so much you. in them, yeah, bro. Like, I'm telling you, it's like yo, <laughs> yo. Ooh, that sarcasm y'all got is getting to me. Yo, but that's me. That's yes, yeah, that is the funniest thing, bro. Because when I see that, especially on my boys, man, I see that. I can't do nothing but laugh, dude. Because I'm like, like, if I get mad and <laughs> yell at you or whatever, if I even cuss at you or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like you gonna look at me so crazy because you know yeah. that's me. <laughs> so it's like, how do you like? How do you? Okay, let's yeah. sit and talk about this. We yeah. gotta grow in this area. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the way I did it was, I just told him like, yo, look, this is the only thing I can tell y'all. We have to live by God's standard. Yeah, we we have to strive for that. We we yeah. have to, because if y'all look at me and try to measure your life, your spiritual life off of your father and your mother, you're yeah. gonna fall short. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll look at God's standard, and that but that helped me too because it's like okay, I have a lot to growing to do, and their kids they obviously have a lot of yeah. growing. So that gives me the grace, and I'm like okay, if I can be patient with my kids, I can be patient with their mom. Regardless of what we're going through. Exactly. Yeah. Like, look, I, I still love you. No, we're not together. Yeah. Don't get along. Yeah. We don't see eye to eye. We can't communicate. We get real disrespectful. <laughs> but you know what? I understand. I love yeah, you. Because yeah, I yeah. know how hurt you are. I know something about you. I know your past. I know your experiences. So I know yeah. why you are, how you are. So I can extend grace. I can extend mercy because God does it to me. So exactly, I be exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a that's a strong point you make, man. Because it's like I know for me when I when I stepped down from pastoring, um, the biggest thing for me is I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah, and there was a verse in I believe it's in Peter, man, where it talks about how uh, you need to watch your life and your doctrine closely because it will affect the people you teach. Yes, sir. And when I saw that there was an ounce of chance that my life and my doctrine wouldn't match up, I decided to step down. And for me, that was definitely a a big point in my life because I was told all my life, hey, you know, God's called you to preach. God's called you to pastor. God's called you to, you know, you know, you you get those labels on your hand. And the thing that confused me the most was that I didn't understand how. So I, I so if I'm just taking it from the 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 church's perspective, right? And I look at the church's example versus yeah. what's in the word. And the church's example is to say, "Hey, yeah, we love everybody," right? Mm. But that's not what we see at all. We don't see that. And trying to relate that to to my life and the thing that I struggled with the most was that my sins, you can't really see them. Mm. The things that I do in the dark, you, you don't know. So when I'm at home or when I'm by myself, the things that I do that would be considered sin, you may not you may not have any idea of what I'm doing. Um, but I could be as, as sinful as I want to be in private and as holy as I want to be in public. In public. And to me, that was a, a big turning point for me, man, because I just I felt like I couldn't couldn't do it. And to see my kids see the interaction I had with my wife and see the impact that it had on them. Mm. I realized that I'm teaching them how to love a woman the wrong way, but I'm on the pulpit teaching about love. 
listen, listen. So and, and it's 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 uh it's crazy, man, because it's like I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what what God has planned for this podcast, but I really want this just to be an outlet for people to kind of be able to like shed those masks, you know what I mean? Have to and be in a position to where they can really love themselves and see the love of God and how he loves them. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Um, and I think with me, it was, is the church didn't know my problems. Mm. My kids didn't know my problems. Mm. The only person that knew my issues, there was two people, my wife and my mom. That's because my wife spoke to my mom. It's like, He's doing this again. He oh, did yeah, this. He's yeah. out here doing, and nobody would really know what I was doing because I just was good at covering it up. Yeah. And yeah. when when you're not happy, you have different fears. You you know yeah. you don't you know you don't feel appreciated. Blah blah blah. Whatever excuse I want to give, right? It led me to do things that. Come on, Jada. Wasn't <laughs> certain entanglements. <laughs> <laughs> right, it, yeah. it, it leads you to it leads you to do things that aren't right. They're just exactly. not right. Yeah. And when I decided to take off my mask, it was the hardest thing. I had a conversation with my son. He's he was nine at the time, mm. and I'm like, all right, he, he's confused, like. Mommy and daddy, y'all always get separated. We were separated three different times in our marriage. Okay. So it's like, y'all, y'all always get separated. So when is it? I said, son, this one yeah. is probably the last one. <laughs> He's like, dad, what happened? And I tell him everything. Ooh. And I tell him everything short of like the minute details. And he's yeah. not. Yeah. But I, you know, I told him in an age appropriate thing, like, yo, dad wasn't really. Dang. The guy you think he is. Dad, dad was out. He, yeah. Dad was for the streets. Yes. Listen. And and he he had questions. And I, I answered him. Because this is the thing. One of I'm not going to put him out there. But one, yeah. of, one of my parents dealt with infidelity. One of my parents dealt with, you know, sexual. Um, just sexual. Sins and wants and needs that weren't being met in the marriage, yeah, and they yeah. they stepped out of their marriage. Then yeah. you, I look back in my family and I'm like, it's a lot of people dealing with this. Yeah. So I'm going through my separation and I'm asking my parents, like, yo, I need y'all to tell me everything y'all dealt with because there's certain things that I was dealing with that yeah. I, I, I said I want to take personal responsibility for them, yeah. but there's yeah. things that I did not understand. There's things that I. I didn't understand why I felt like I needed sex, like yeah, yeah, every day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> I don't, that's I don't a big know. one. You know, and yeah. it's like, I don't know why I'm battling with this alcoholism. I don't know why I'm battling with pornography. I'm dealing with yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. lot. I need, I need some spiritual insight, and they really weren't as forthcoming as I wanted to. But I'm seeing the different battles that I'm like, okay, I'm, I gotta win them. Cause I don't yeah. want my children to go through these exactly. same things. Yeah. So it that's powerful, me, bro. It put me in a space where I'm like, yo, I know you might be a little too young for this, but the one thing you can't say is you didn't know 
if this was a battle that you was gonna battle, you yeah. didn't know that this ran in your family. Look, yeah. I dealt with this. One of your grandparents dealt with this, and so we gotta break it together. And that's what we did we through prayer and all of that. And it, yeah. when when I can tell my children, look them in the eye when they thought, "Oh, daddy, you Superman, you super strong, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. my hero." Yeah. If I'm looking you and I and say, "Daddy, not the person you thought." And there's nobody else I got to wear a mask Exactly. Yeah. After that conversation with him, I went yeah. to my in-laws. And I love my in-laws to death. Yeah. But look, yes, I did this, this, that, and the third. Mm. Yeah. And I'm tell- now tell everybody, like, yeah, I struggle. Yes, I battled. Yes, I- I've sinned. I fall short. Yeah. Let me take this mask off. Because if I continue to preach with a mask, how effective am I? Exactly. If I yeah. continue to live in a mask, how effective can I truly be? Let me unmask myself. Yeah. Um, and I think it was that level of transparency when I look in the mirror and see my flaws. It's like now, now I can really go to work on my downfalls. If I if I cover up my weakness and try to make it look like a strength, then I'm lying to myself. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. And it's within that you get that power. It's within that God can start to work on you, and you really can. Walk in your calling. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Man, this is dope. Um, we're gonna end the podcast right here, uh, but we will be back. Um, like I said, you can you can check them out on www.cgmcleanjr.com. Uh, make sure you you get his books on on Amazon. You'll be looking for from pain to power and painful purpose. And then you'll be looking for Level Up that's coming out next week, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So I appreciate you guys tuning in, man. This was fun. Uh, We'll catch y'all next time.